With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. So much to get into as we welcome you into this Wednesday edition of the Lombardi Line. This show, as always, presented by DraftKings. Stormy Bonantoni with you alongside Mike Somich, who's filling in for Michael Lombardi for the next couple of days. You can catch him every weekend on The Handle, 4 to 7 Pacific time, right here on VEASAN and DraftKings Network. Mike, uh, that makes it easier on me that that's your name, that I don't have to worry about some slip up (laughs) saying something else. How are you today? Thanks for doing this. I'm doing good. I don't have the Super Bowl rings, but I promise mm. I'll be bringing all the bets here today. And we get to talk a little hockey. Great NCAA basketball action, both last night and today. As we come up toward March Madness, some good uh, NFL news as well to get to. So I'm excited to rip through the show with you, Stormy. Yeah, absolutely. We've got so much to get into over the course of the next two hours. We're also going to have our good friend Adam Burke, vcin.com managing editor, join us in about a half an hour. And he'll join us for two segments today, getting into some Major League Baseball and college hoops in an hour two. Harry Gagnon and his usual weekday spot a host of the against all odds podcast get some of his plays for the day but you said it uh if you're if anyone is missing the nfl on the weekends right now i know a lot of us got so into that rhythm have no fear because all of the headlines that are coming out of the combine we have so much discussion about the national football league which is just 24 7 365 the sport that never sleeps and if you're looking for just some game action college basketball in the nba has been awesome particularly last night mike where we had I'm going to call it three buzzer beaters and Max Struess kicking it off with a 59 footer. My goodness. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I I saw two half court shots two win games. (laughs) Struess taking care of business for Cleveland against Dallas. And then we saw it in the Colorado State game late night college basketball as well. So just just wild finishes all over the place. Didn't really affect the spread in either situation, mm-hmm. but still just a wild, wild finish. You're playing on the money line. And good for Jared Lucas, too, in that CSU Nevada game. He's the one that hit the the over the midcourt shot to win it for the Wolfpack because he missed a couple critical foul shots down the stretch. And like talk about redemption for that kid. And then also in the Kentucky Mississippi State game. What a night. For Reed Shepard, the freshman off the bench, over 30 points, hits the floater for them to win it late. Uh, I know that the 0.5 seconds that went back on the clock after he made that shot kind of took away some of the emotions of the moment, but a big win for them. No letdown after what many expected could be coming off of that big win against Alabama. 
Yeah, huge win for Kentucky. And there's they're one of the teams I'm keeping my eye pretty mm. close on right now from a betting perspective and also a tournament perspective. They have all the talent in the world on the offensive side of the ball. They're able to score from pretty much anywhere. They can shoot the three. They can get into the lane. Defensively, though, they are an absolute mess. I mean, they gave up 100 to Tennessee earlier this year. Last night, a nice win for them. Uh, but it, just a ton of points in that game, ending up 91 to 89. Uh, this is a team that I'm really enjoying playing to the over. Anytime we're sitting in that 150 range, range 155 range when you have a team that can score the basketball and when you look ahead toward tournament time this is not a recipe for success you have you have to play defense at some point because if your offense can't get it going you need to be able to string together stops to be able to come back so I'm happy Kentucky was able to get the win I had the over last night I'll be looking toward overs for Kentucky throughout the uh, SEC tournament as well as to end the regular season here but when it comes tourney time this is a team I'm probably going to have knocked off before the sweet 16 stormy Okay, so talk to me about that a little bit, because for me, Kentucky always grinds my gears this time of year because I get so excited because it's a team that at the beginning of the year is typically a little slow starting. They're always revamping their roster year in and year out. They're so talented, but what are you going to get? And then by the end of the year, conference tournament time, that's when they start to get hot and start looking really, really good, only to inevitably let you down in the tournament. Like, that's why I feel so scared to invest any of my money in the Wildcats moving forward. Well, it's tough. You never have that veteran laden team, right? It's always this kind of refresh that you're seeing every year. And so that sets it up for it to be hard to have a lot of tournament experience. And then a lot of these guys that are toward the NBA prospects, more the one and done guys, they want to be prolific offensive players. They're not nearly as concerned around the defensive side of the ball. And when you get to tournament time, I mean, just look at your team last year, San Diego State, they were bad on offense, I guess would be the best way to put it. But man, that defense was just stifling. And so they were able to really control games with the defensive side of the ball. You can't control a basketball game offensively because inevitably you're going to struggle at some point over a six game stretch where you have to win all of them. It is hard to just keep your foot on the pedal and be able to outscore everyone when you can't get any stops. And that's what we're seeing from this Kentucky team right now. For sure. And speaking of San Diego state, by the way, I, I bounced back yesterday betting because on Monday I thought that maybe I could roll over some of the awesome parlay action I had from the weekend into the weekdays that did not work out for me. But then yesterday we bounced back. I had San Jose state plus 22 and a half. I had OKC yesterday laying the 10. Both of those came through, so I'm feeling a little bit more confident, better about myself. Hopefully we can get that going again today. But I told y'all yesterday that San Diego State, despite what we saw against Fresno State, does not typically win by more than 20 points. That's just not their bag. It's not the type of game that they play. And San Jose State, despite their recent performances, the two games going into this one, they don't typically get blown out by more than 20 points. It's a fine line there. So I'm glad SDSU got that there done for me as well. And I I mentioned uh, oh, and like, how can we talk about college basketball not also mentioned mentioned the BYU knocks off Kansas yesterday like the parody just continues which makes I think the excitement for the NCAA tournament that much more because you really never know it could be anybody's game despite some of those dominant teams Yes, Kansas team, another team that I was I was excited to fade come tournament time, kind of bummed they lose to BYU here because I wanted them to be on that two line so I could take that 7-10 matchup over them. Looks like they're going to end up being a three or four, depending on how the rest of their season plays out. It's a great performance from BYU, though, and this has been a phenomenal conference all year long. I mean, just the Big 12 has been great on the basketball side. You're going to have a bunch of teams in from the Big 12. This is going to be a fun setup, though, Stormy. I mean, we talked like last year you saw Purdue go down as a one seed to a 16. You have a ton of variance in college basketball and you're going to see upsets consistently happen. I think the second round 
this year is going to be an absolute bloodbath. When we get to that round of 32, you've gonna, you're going to have a lot of live teams taking on one, two, and three seeds that are all going to be catching somewhere between five and seven points that are, are, that are able to pull off the outright upset. And so it's going to be another fun bracket year. I, I am going to be a little bit crazy this year with my bracket because I do have quite a few teams I want to fade. And the teams that are really good, the Houstons and the Purdue's, have shown us they can lose before as well when they are those high seeds. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens come March. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just because I'm sure that our buddy Elliot producer today is wondering, do you believe in Matt Painter? Is that are you one of those people that just can't get on board with him in the postseason? I, I I'm never going to just completely cross out a coach. I, I think that's getting a little aggressive, but not a lot of programs have lost as a two and a one in back to back years to 15s and 16. So not exactly a great, uh, great yeah. resume that we've got for painter right now. I, this Purdue team feels different though. This one feels like they, they have the ability to be able to score the ball a little bit easier than they did last year. The defense is still there. They, they are very well-rounded. I'd be surprised if they go down early, but I'd also be pretty surprised if they end up cutting down the nets. Okay. Uh, any interest in any of the bigger games today? I know we'll get into some of the smaller conferences a little bit later on in the show, but we got Auburn, Tennessee, Providence, Marquette, Creighton in a bounce back spot off the loss at St. John's against Seton Hill and Ole Miss, Alabama. Anything you like in some of the marquee matchups of the night? I haven't bet any of these games. I'm excited to watch this Tennessee team play. Yeah. They are in an interesting position. They've got four ranked opponents to close out the year, including a rematch with Kentucky to end it. So they really have their ability to move up in the the, the uh, seating lines perspective. So they could jump up from being a two or a three all the way up into a one spot if they're able to run out, run the table. So interested to watch the Tennessee game from that perspective. Uh, then the Seton Hall and Creighton game, I think, is super interesting as well. We saw Creighton absolutely roll UConn. They come back. Tough matchup for them to go to St. John's right after that. They come out flat, end up losing that game. Now they're at home against Seton Hall, a team that that they played a triple overtime game with earlier in the season at Seton Hall. I think you're going to see a really inspired Creighton effort today. I have not bet that one. I've been going back and forth whether or not I want to lay it full game or first half with Creighton. Going to make that decision at some point today, but I, I'm excited to see both of those games. I think they're going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, because you have that side of it as well as Seton Hall coming off their big win over Butler too. So it feels like a good place for Creighton to have a big win. And, and then in the NBA, I, I told you I got the OKC win yesterday against the Rockets, but I am kicking my myself that I didn't just say I'm going to lay it with Boston against this 76ers team because they are the best team in the league. They keep doing it night after night and the 76ers can't seem to do anything right without Joel Embiid. Yeah, the Sixers are an absolute free fall. It, it, the question is, when do we get Embiid back at this point? Because they clearly cannot compete with the top teams in the East without them. And this Boston team, I am they are historically good. I, we're talking like yeah. top 10 if you look at, at rating-wise over the entire course of the season ever. And we're talking with the, the 16 and 17 Warriors, the Bulls from the 90s. That's the level of good Boston is. And it's funny we're not hearing more about it. It feels like because of the playoff runs the last couple of years, people don't fully trust or buy into this Boston team, but the addition of Porzingis has made them just so much more dynamic offensively and give them so many more options. They have two of the highest rated threesomes on the court in the NBA. They're one and two in the entire NBA. And so you've got so much depth this year. It feels like it's really their East to win. And then the question of who comes out of the West and able to challenge them for the title. Well, one of the teams is certainly going to try to challenge the Celtics in the East is the Milwaukee Bucks. They blow out the Hornets yesterday yesterday by 38 123 85 the final there should we be believing what we're seeing from Milwaukee these last three games or is it a little fictitious what do you think a little of both I mean I I don't think that they are as bad as we saw them going into the all-star break 
I'm also not sure what their ceiling is, though. I mean, they've become so much worse on the defensive side of the ball at the point of attack. Losing Drew Holiday was massive for this team. And when you replace it with like Nurkic on the inside, who's not exactly uh, I'm sorry, when you when you replace the outside with someone like Dame Lillard, who is not really a good defender, the the question of question becomes, you know, can Lopez, can Giannis be able to protect the rim for them consistently? I think you're going to see some improvement over Doc Rivers, but he's not really changing the scheme defensively. He's basically saying, hey, just play harder defense which will work to a point, but you need to adjust the scheme to be able to keep people out of the lane if you want to be consistent. And they haven't played the top teams, right? They got the 76ers without uh, without Embiid, and now they got the Hornets. I want to see them go against the Celtics, some of the other big-time teams of the East before I, I, I... crown them as being back and being a real contender. Well, and it's interesting since Doc took over the Bucks rank sixth now in defensive efficiency, playing harder to your point, but 19th in offensive efficiency, whereas under Adrian Griffin, they were 19th in defensive efficiency and second in offensive efficiency. So maybe a little overcompensation. Can we find a bit of a middle ground here from Milwaukee? We shall see. Uh, we're going to hit the break here when we return. Yesterday was the first portion of podium action at the NFL Combine. Lots of sound coming out from GMs and coaches. We'll get into it. When we return. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Put the VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSIN Pro annual subscription today and get your first year for only $199 instead of the typical price of $240. Just use our promo code Lombardi. Get VSIN Pro access to everything we do for an entire year, including our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, 24 7 video access, plus our upcoming March Madness betting guide with best bets for every game and round of the tournament. Remember, use that promo code Lombardi. That'll get you your first year of VEASAN Pro Access for only $199. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Wow. 
I was doing so well until the end there. Welcome back to the Lombardi line. Uh, Mike Zomich in for Michael Lombardi today as we turn our attention to the NFL Combine and all of the headlines that are coming out of the first day where we had true media availability, a bunch of head coaches and general managers at the podium, most notably Bears GM Ryan Poles discussing what they want to do at quarterback, what the plan is for Justin Fields moving forward. Um, What he did come away saying is as it pertains to Justin Fields, he wants to do right by him and a couple other things coming out with the number one overall pick that they would really need a significant offer in order for them to move off of that pick. It it sounds to me like they already know what they want to do, Mike, but let's hear straight from the source himself in Ryan Poles. When do you want to know what you're going to do? Tomorrow. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, no, before no, free agency? Or, I would love to know as soon as possible. Uh, again, it just depends on what opportunities pop up. Um, I will say this. Um, I think you guys know me uh, well enough now. I do, if we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, no one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. I think he knows Justin Fields just might not know yet. How do you see it, Mike? Yeah, I think everyone knows, right? Justin Fields is gone. He's he's going somewhere. The question is where it feels like it's Atlanta. I know we've seen a ton of buzz torn Atlanta over the last week because of the podcast that Justin mm-hmm. Fields went on, because of some of the comments that we have seen, uh, the fit with the city that we heard about, the, Atlanta looking for someone that fits the city well. And hey, guess what? That's Justin Fields. So uh, to me, it feels like it's almost a done deal. The question really left is, What's going to be the price on Justin Fields? And he's a key domino when you're looking at the overall quarterback market because we've got a couple teams that feel like they need quarterbacks. And Justin Fields and Kirk Cousins are the best two available. It feels like Kirk Cousins is going to go back to Minnesota. We'll see if that deal gets done or not. We can talk about that a little bit later. Then Justin Fields is the other key because we've seen him be linked to Pittsburgh. We've seen him be linked to Atlanta. If I'm a betting man, and guess what I am, I would go ahead and bet Atlanta here, depending on what the odds are. We know that came down from DraftKings because there's been so many rumors about where he is going to end up here. But it feels like this is getting close to happening. It, Justin Fields is going to be shipped out somewhere. It feels like it's going to be Atlanta at this point, Stormy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Unfortunately, I don't think we can bet it right now because DraftKings and other sports books have taken that market down where things sit right now because of exactly what you mentioned with him on the St. Brown Bros podcast. And when he was asked about following those Atlanta players and what he thinks about the Falcons for somebody who hadn't thought about it, he seemed to have really thought about it and would like them to add another wide receiver. Right. So um, that portion of it and then exactly what Raheem Morris had to say, speaking about what he's looking for in a quarterback in Atlanta is a guy who fits the team, who fits what the coaches want to do, who fits the city, and a guy who's homegrown from Atlanta, even actually went to Georgia immediately out of college. I think a lot of people forget because of the storied success that he had at Ohio State, but a Georgia boy through and through. So a lot of interesting ties there. And I would love him in Atlanta personally. I think that that's a roster and an offense that has so much meat that was left on the bone. And maybe a change will do you good if you're Justin Fields after coming from an organization like Chicago that is just... I feel like known in recent history for having a lot of failure when it comes to developing quarterbacks and seeing what maybe a new space and a new system can do for him. Yeah, I, I think it's a great fit for him. I mean, if you look back to last year, he's he's a significantly better version of Desmond Ritter, who was quarterback there last year. He's not going to turn the football over inside the red zone like Ritter consistently did. The division is atrocious. The weapons are an upgrade from what he has in Chicago. And you mentioned the market is off the board of DraftKings. There are other markets you can attack, though, if you would like to try and find a way to get some exposure toward 
uh, toward Fields going to Atlanta. You can bet them to win the NFC. You can bet them to win the division. Both of those still on the board. So if you want to play Atlanta in those type of scenarios, I think there's some value in doing that. You can even bet them to win the Super Bowl at a pretty long price right now. And the beauty of playing them at you know those 40 to 1 numbers to win the Super Bowl and the 20 to 1 range to win the NFC is you... If they get fields, they should win this division. If they win the division, all of a sudden you can monetize those tickets when it comes time in the playoffs. I agree. And you mentioned him being a significant upgrade from Desmond Ritter. Uh, Atlanta Falcons new head coach Raheem Morris did not mince words when he was asked about the state of the team's offense. Hear this. I'm not afraid to say that we have the ability and we're capable to go out there and win next year. If we do some of the right things, some of the right moves, we can do that. And that's not an arrogance. That's not a confidence. That's not a cockiness. That is more of a credit to the people that were in the building with me still and some of the people that are not there now and what they've been able to do. You know, if we had better quarterback play last year in Atlanta, I might not be standing here. If we had better quarterback play last year in Atlanta, I might not be standing here. Like the lie detector test has determined that is not a lie. Like he is, it's, it's unfortunate. And I know that it's, it sounds cold. And if you're Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke, you're probably not feeling particularly confident right now, but it's the truth. And I applaud Raheem Morris for just being open and honest about it. Yeah, he's not wrong. I mean, they cost them four games, cost them division most likely. I mean, just the red zone turnovers alone were absolutely atrocious. As someone who bet Atlanta way too much last year, <laughs> it was so frustrating to watch them on offense. And it's not just that. It's He mentioned some people who are in the building who are not the weapons that we have. Guess what? I think they're probably going to get the ball to their best players next year, which is something we didn't see all of last mm-hmm. year either. We saw them not give the ball to Bijan. It was always Algiers. It was Patterson later in the year. They haven't figured out how to use pits in three years. They have the weapons in the building. They have the pieces. It's just putting those pieces together and completing the puzzle. And the last piece left is getting a quarterback in the room that can do that. And look, I'm not a huge Justin Fields guy. But when you look at what his talent set is and you put it on that team, if you have him running, you know, read option with Bijan and then being able to throw it to guys like London, to guys like Pitts, if he wants to throw the football, it's a beautiful setup for him. He also gets to play on turf, one of the fastest fields in the NFL prior to that. He was playing one of the slowest fields in the NFL. So a massive difference from that perspective as well for Justin Fields. I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with Justin Fields. But this Atlanta team could be dangerous once they get to the playoffs with Justin Fields. And so I I feels like it's a perfect match made in heaven here. And I agree with Morris. Look, he's right. He wouldn't have that job if the quarterbacks played better last year. He also wouldn't have that job if Arthur Smith and that that regime didn't bet on those quarterbacks. I think we all knew going into the season it wasn't going to be pretty. Yeah. And to your point, anything can happen once you get to the tournament. And that's a division that is certainly up for grabs if they play it right. Uh, Another quarterback domino that needs to fall is going to be Russell Wilson. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a minus 225 favorite for Russell Wilson to beat their next QB one. But he's still at where things sit right now is the Denver Broncos quarterback. And Sean Payton said yesterday he hopes to have an answer on Wilson's future coming within the next two weeks. Um, it, it, Justin Fields and, and Russell Wilson, I think the, the biggest dominoes that we need to see how these things play out. Yeah, and then you have Pittsburgh and Atlanta who both need quarterbacks. And it feels like if one goes gets one, the other that the quarterback who is left ends up in the other spot. Justin Fields seems like the prize to me here. And the fact that Denver has not really figured out slash they already know they're cutting him, but they have <laughs> not cut him yet. 
means that he can't go somewhere to decide his landing spot. So it feels like Fields makes the move first. It seems like that's Atlanta. And then you'll see Russell Wilson get cut and end up in Pittsburgh, most likely. So it, it, we're starting to see the movement that we were expecting. It's nice to have all the GMs in one spot so that they can actually give us some information here right now, even though this is going to be one of those weak combines where it doesn't seem like anyone's actually going to participate. So we'll, we'll see what happens from that perspective. But it does feel like this Russell Wilson to Pittsburgh is also gaining more and more steam because Fields to Atlanta seems to be a thing. Which means the Broncos are going to have to figure out what's next for them in the position, as you, as you referenced there with, with the combine side of it. But take a listen to this quote from Sean Payton. It's great. I, I, I saw this like humorous meme the other day where there was a Bronco fan with a shirt on and there was like eight quarterbacks names with a cross through it, you know, and, and he's drinking the quarterback Kool-Aid. And, I, you know, our, our job is to make sure that this next one, you know, doesn't have a line through it. Simeon, Osweiler, all the names. And then you see Wilson at the bottom already scratched off. So for somebody who's saying they, they hope to have something figured out in the next two weeks, it sounds pretty clear that they already know that they're moving off of Russell Wilson. It's just a matter of where. And unfortunately for them, they're still going to have to pay him. So I'm sure they're happy that they got the salary cap bump this year. Yeah, the salary cap definitely helps them out because of all the dead cap money they're going to have. And I mean, based on all the rumors we're hearing it, I wouldn't be shocked if we see a line through JJ McCarthy's name on that t-shirt next, because he, he's now been rumored to be the hot quarterback who's moving up in the first round of the draft, which is wild to me. I have him as like a third round guy. So the fact that he's out there in the first round seems crazy, but it feels like Denver is going to reach to try and go get someone. They've got one quarterback on the roster right now, one single year left in his deal. That kind of feels like the bridge deal. You want to get a quarterback in the draft this year so that you can try and groom them to be the quarterback of the future. It feels like a reach if they take J.J. McCarthy right there at the 12 spot, but we'll see if they decide to make that decision. Well, Russell Wilson wasn't his guy, so if he likes J.J. and wants to develop him, and if that's someone he believes in, then you do you, Sean Payton. If it's something that'll make you happy, the offense will flourish. Who knows? Uh, We're going to hit the break here. Adam Burke is going to join us coming up next. Get back into a little college hoops for the night. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Baseball is back, and what better way to hit off the grapefruit and cactus league than with VSEN's free MLB betting primer? This primer will tell you how to bet on spring training and continue all season long with our VSEN experts' World Series futures analysis. Our free MLB betting primer has basic baseball advice for anybody new to betting MLB, plus a breakdown on how to use saber metrics for more data-driven bettors to make this your best season yet. Bet Major League Baseball smarter this season. Download the free MLB betting primer now. Again, it is for free. VSIN.com slash guide. That's VSIN.com slash guide. Maybe a stupid one, but I'm just spitballing here. Can it make you say why not? That wasn't a stupid question. It's time for Why Not Wednesday. I mean, why not? You know when they say it's so crazy, it just might work? It's so crazy, it just might work. For anybody who's new here, Why Not Wednesday is Mike and I are going to look at a few plus money props, some longer shot odds, and see if it just maybe can make you turn your head and say, why not? I'll place that wager. Let's start with the NFL Combine this week. There are some fun props that have come out with regard to the skills competitions, the 40-yard dash. Mike, can you say why not to someone breaking the 40-yard dash combine record of a 4-2-2? I can. Why not? I mean, this would be fun. I, like, this seems like one where, like, if I'm sitting there and I'm bored and it's the middle of the week and I'm watching some combine, 
I, I would want to root for the under, right? You don't want to sit there and root for everyone to be slower than 4.22. So to me, this would be a fun one. You know, I, you know pizza money style bet. Because if I was going to actually like take this seriously from a handicapping perspective, you'd really want like two or three guys you're targeting yeah. to say, okay, they have a legitimate shot to beat this. But for me, it'd be fun to kind of root for the fast time every single time someone steps to the mark. I would pay money to see you standing in front of your television with your own clock. Like, they got it wrong. <laughs> this is it. Um, Josh Ross holds the current record set in 2017. Seven prospects since have run sub for three 40-yard dashes. And NFL.com's Eric Edholm actually put together a list of 20 potential prospects. He thinks a handful of them could potentially beat that record. So the plus 425, very much so in play. Lots of those former, like, high school track stars, right? Wide receivers, corners, some speedy guys. One speedy guy. Marvin Harrison Jr., who is not going to be participating in any of these major events at the Combine. But could you say why not to him upsetting the apple cart and being the top overall pick in this year's NFL draft 22 to 1? Is it enough? No, no, not even close to enough. I, if you gave me 220 to 1, I would not <laughs> bet him to be the top overall Aww. pick in the draft. So yeah, I'm with hard you. pass on this one. There's zero chance he goes number one. It's going to be a quarterback. Actually, it's going to be Caleb Williams. I I'm not one of those tie your money up minus a thousand guys. This should be more than minus a thousand. Caleb Williams is going number one. Either the Bears are taking him or someone is going to pay so much in draft capital to go up and get the number one pick. They have to take Caleb Williams, too. So no interest in any of the long shots in this market. Yeah, people can try to tell us all they want that somebody else can still get there, that Drake may. You can still take a long shot price on him. I don't see it. And, and I'm with you, especially with Marvin Harrison Jr. Quarterback is king. There are too many quarterback needy teams. If not the Bears, someone would be trading up to get him. I'm with you for sure. He's a $9 favorite right now, Caleb Williams is, to go number one overall. And I would be legitimately shocked. Shocked. Like something absurd. Absurd would have to happen for a not to be Caleb Williams. Uh, speaking of absurd, San Diego State went to a national championship last year. Remarkable run. Incredibly fun. Could they make the final four again? I don't think so. But at 16 to one, could you say why not? I, I could say why not to this one. I, it's, a lot of it matters on the draw and what, what, what region they end up with, who ends up inside of that region for them. Obviously, you want to avoid someone like UConn. But uh, this is still a pretty good San Diego State. They're not quite as good defensively as they were last year, but they're coming out of a tough Mountain West. And so I'll give them some credit here. And the price at 16 to 1 doesn't make me absolutely hate it. it, it not one I'm running to the window again. <laughs> not, not something I'm like, yeah, let's put a, put a, put a couple thousand on this one. But uh, I, this, this kind of fits the why not format for me. I think it's going to be a wild March Madness. If you like San Diego State, the price isn't that bad. It is. And it's a tournament, obviously, where there's a lot of volatility. I just... I mean, they shocked me last year. I thought that they could be an elite eight team. I did not see them getting to a final four. I did not see them getting to a national championship. Um, and they had a tough draw, too. They had to go through Alabama, you remember, at that time mm -hmm. early on in the bracket, which they did. But my thing about them this year is looking through their schedule, their struggles away from Viejas Arena. I don't know if a neutral court will be different, but all seven of their losses this season have been on the road. They beat Utah State by 14 at home, lost by five on the road, beat Nevada by 12 at home, lost on the road. CSU beat them by 16 at home, lost by eight on the road. It's just a consistent theme, and that's something that worries me here moving forward. Um, okay, in terms of the NBA MVP, we know that Nikola Jokic is an odds-on favorite right now. Shea Gilgis-Alexander has gotten a little bit of love. Maybe you could throw in a Luka. Maybe you could throw in, in a Giannis. Could you throw in a Jason Tatum, the best player on the best team in the NBA right now, available at 30-1? to 1? 
No, he was better last year. If you look statistically like this is this is this is because of how well Boston is playing and because Boston is so good that you're getting more and more of this Tatum buzz. To me, it's really a three horse race. I think Luke is the only one that can come down can, can that can run down both Shea and Jokic down the stretch. Uh, to me, look, it's Jokic's award to lose at this point. Mm-hmm. But Shea Gilders Alexander, if they can get the one seed in the West, you can make an argument that he is the guy too. After that, it's Doncic and nobody else for me. So again, this one could be a hundred to one. I'm probably still yeah. not putting anything in on Tatum. I think the longest I would be willing to go is Giannis, and like the Bucks would really, really have to get it together and take it to a next level in order for me to get there. Shea Gilgis Alexander is the best, I think, from a plus money price perspective. If you're going to bet somebody realistic. But yeah, I can't get there with Jason Tatum either. How about in the Eastern Conference in general? The Celtics, it seems to be a a two-horse race. And by that two-horse, I mean the Celtics and everybody else. But could you say why not to Miami at 9-1? to I could say why not to Miami. I can't say why not to Miami at 9-1. to I need a bigger price. This this is not the same Heat team that we've seen the last couple of years. the, The Heat just don't feel like the heat of the past to me here that you still spolster in there who's the best coach in the nba so that is a huge advantage when you get to the playoffs it kind of felt like they were sleepwalking a little bit last year specifically on the offensive side of the ball they kind of don't have the talent this year that they had last year so for me this is too short of a price to get excited about the heat yeah when will was on the show this week we talked about would you take the celtics or the field if you had the option and i i think that i would bet the celtics i just feel like they're the team that's going to come out of the east they're so good right now let's head out to major league baseball shohei otani on a new team this year changing it up from the reds to the blues probably didn't have to move his house though um him too lead major league baseball in homers also a nine to one price he's not pitching this year put more attention into the bats yeah why not nine to one is not bad and he's gonna hit a bunch of dingers uh especially inside that ballpark there at dodger stadium so i i don't hate the look here at Shohei otani at nine to one i think this is uh again not what i'm rushing to the to the, to the yeah. window to bet but a good pizza money play here to give you some care for the full season and and you got to think that he is going to be better at the plate when he doesn't have to pitch he's just going to dh for this dodgers team to me it makes a lot of sense could i sell you on a juan soto at 15 to one because just looking at where he's going to bat in the lineup, he's used to be in that three-hole hitter for his career, but now he gets to bat second in front of Aaron Judge, open up some opportunity for him. I kind of like that number. Yeah, I don't hate the number on Soto either. This this home run market, I think, is pretty wide open. I don't I don't hate the Alonzo idea either if you want to look toward the Mets. So there, there's some people that you can get at decent prices here and still get uh, gets a nice sweat for the full season. Let's go to a little hockey. The Golden Knights, who, by the way, yesterday became the fastest NHL franchise to 300 wins. Could they repeat in 2024? The price is 13 to one. I know this is a team that's dealt with a lot of injury issues. Their captain, Mark Stone, not available right now. But could you say why not once we get to the final stretch? Oh, this is close. I I, I wouldn't. (laughs) Look, it's again, this is price dependent to me because I do think the Golden Knights are one of the handful of teams that could win the Stanley Cup. 13 to 1 seems a little bit short right now simply because this team doesn't feel as good as last year's team. It just doesn't feel like you have the same consistency. They've been very good at home, struggled a little bit more on the road. You mentioned the injuries. We don't know how healthy they're going to be when we get into the Stanley Cup playoffs here. I think Colorado is better than they were last year. I think Edmonton is better than they were last year. And the, the East has some good teams. And we also have the Canucks who came up out of nowhere as well. So 13 to one, a little bit short. Uh, but I, I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility the Golden Knights make a playoff run. Yeah, maybe they could put it together. I would love it. I think my best sports memory of my entire life was last year being in person at game five. Just so, so freaking cool. I love it. Thematically, let's stay with Vegas. The soon to be Vegas A's, the Oakland A's. 
25 to 1 just to make the playoffs. Could the A's just put a little bit of a season together? Could we get there? What's their win total? <laughs> Isn't it the lowest in all of Major League Baseball? Yeah, no. They're not making the playoffs. I, I they they will be better than last year maybe, like but but it's not going to be a lot better. Uh, and this is still not an easy division for them to be able to win. Their wild card is out of the realm of possibility for them. You see them there. 56 and a half <laughs> wins. Let's say you need 82 at the lowest to make the playoffs. I would almost rather take alt overs on their season win total than play 25 to one to make the playoffs. For perspective, the A's have the, as you said, the lowest season win total in all of baseball. The Dodgers season win total is 103 and a half. My Lord. <laughs> almost double. <laughs> My goodness. Okay. We've got to hit the break here real quickly. That was such a fun edition of Why Not Wednesday. Appreciate you playing along. When we come back from this break, we'll continue giving out some plays specifically for the day. Always fun looking at futures, but I know you want to bet things now that you don't have to hole up in the account for an entire calendar year. Harry Gagnon, host of the Against All Odds podcast, former Vegas sportsbook supervisor. He is going to join us next. Keep it locked right here on VEASAN and DraftKings Network. More Lombardi line after this. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. That's V-S-I-N, DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Mike Somich and Stormy Bonantoni with you. We just had a, a conversation with Harry Gagnon, host of the Against All Odds podcast, and we were talking about some March Madness 
moments, right? And where the best places to watch. I totally forgot until you were telling your story, Mike, that last year when San Diego State was playing Creighton in, it, it had to have been at that point. Was that the Sweet Six, the Elite Eight, that Elite Eight game Elite, yeah. that came down to the wire? I was watching that game on a plane. I had just boarded and it was going through that connectivity issue between whether you're connected to the Wi-Fi at the airport or on the plane and it wasn't working. And so my feed was shaking. Da, 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 I'm freaking out. Nobody around me cares. Nobody around me on the plane knows what's going on. And I lost my freaking mind when I finally saw the ball go through in San Diego State one. But um, yeah, sports book, much better viewing than on a plane. I got to say plane is underrated, though. I, I was on a plane for the fail Mary. And Ooh. there was probably half the plane that was watching that. And everyone went nuts when the play happened. And so it was actually an entertaining, or an entertaining place to watch a football game because you could tell how many people cared about that football game. And that's specifically that Hail Mary right at the end. That's awesome. Uh, far better uh, to watch games like that in those types of moments with with people, I think, so that you get yep. that full reaction. So that's one pro tip. Here's another one. Uh, free daily vetting tips available at vcin.com. We had a great talk with Adam Burke earlier on the show, breaking down things about MLB, how to analyze spring training, how to analyze some futures. And he talked about specifically, if you're looking at win totals in major league baseball before the season, now's the time when you want to target some of those under bets rather than overs. Wait until you're sure of a team's health and personnel before you bet an over. Do you agree with that thought process? I think it's a really interesting take. I had not thought about it in that manner before, but but spring training is a long time here, and, and you're going to see one or two key injuries over that time period, which is going to affect the win total of some of these teams. Uh, the idea of taking the unders now and having that full month, and if if unfortunately an injury happens to one of the teams you bet, you're going to get a better number than what the closing number is, and you're not going to see a lot of moves up one, two, three games here before first pitch at the end of March. And so it gives you a month to say, okay, I'm interested in the unders now, and then I'll bet my overs right before the season starts because I know I get to enter the, the regular season with a fully healthy squad. Again, free daily betting tips are VEASAN pro tips available at VEASAN.com, searchable by sport and by show. Every show does one of these every single day. Uh, let's go back to college hoops because there is a, a full slate of action going on tonight. And in addition to the marquee matchups where the bulk of people are probably going to be betting, you always talk about how there can be an advantages in betting and specializing in some of these lower level conferences. What do you have for the people today? We got a plethora of plays Let's today. Uh, we're going to start out here with uh, the Youngstown state penguins and they're laying 18 and a half against the Detroit mercy Titans, Detroit mercy one in 28 on the season. They give up 80 points per game. Youngstown scores 82 points per game. I don't want to lay all the wood here, but I am going to look toward a team total over on the Youngstown state penguins right now. You can get them at 80 four and a half points as a team total over on DraftKings.com. Uh, they put up a hundy spot when they were at Detroit Mercy last time. This is an offense that averages 82 a game. They love to score the basketball. I think they fly over that team total of 84 and a half today. So taking the uh, the over on the Youngstown Penguins team total. Then let's go to Tulane here. Tulane taking on North Texas. And this is a rematch spot. I wrote about this for the website last week. I love playing these rematch games late in the season, especially when I can find variants and stats that have a high variance, right? So rebounds, not a high variance stat. Generally, if you dominate rebounds in one game, you're going to be able to to replicate that effort. But if you go back to this rematch here, North Texas won 70 to 56. So it sounds like a blowout, but Tulane was in that game, the majority of it, but unfortunately shot poorly from the three point line. They shot 27% from the three point line. North Texas shot 50 North Texas, a better shooting team at home. Tulane, not as good as shooting on the road. So now we flip the script here. You get North Texas shooting on the road, Tulane shooting at home. I think Tulane's able to get the job done at plus two and a half there. 
Um, and interestingly enough, right now, if you want to go to this game, it's just two dollars, Stormy. You can get in the door for two bucks if you're in uh, if you're down there in New Orleans and you want to see this Tulane against North Texas game. Beautiful. Uh, you love to see it. And, and so uh, what I love about you, too, is that you go through you, you not. It's not just one conference that you hone in on. It's not like you're just in the Big South or the American. Like there are a bunch of those lower level conferences that you look at. And the SoCon is one that you have as well. You like a game looking at Western uh, Carolina and Furman. What intrigued you there? Yeah, this is another rematch here. Western Carolina was a, a short dog at Furman. Furman ended up winning the game on a walk-off three-pointer. I think it was 0. .6 seconds left in that one. They won 68 to 65. Uh, again, the variance from home-to-road shooting for both of these teams is a key point for me. Both of them shoot about three percentage points better from three-point land at home. Western Carolina now going to be at home. They were also in control of that game for the majority of it and ended up just faltering at the end. When they now get that home crowd, I think they're able to get the job done. So we're going to lay the two-and-a-half with Western Carolina taking on Furman today. Uh, mentioned Winthrop plus eight and a half. Uh, this is one that Adam Burke mm -hmm. liked as well. It's a rematch with High Point. High Point won the first game 83-81 at Winthrop. Uh, but you had a, an anomaly from a scoring perspective for High Point. Uh, Kiza Gifa got, went for 37 points in that game. He regularly goes for 15. Uh, from a Winthrop perspective, they were not as efficient inside as you generally see. Uh, this is one where Adam mentioned that Winthrop gets a lot of their shots at the rim. They missed a lot of those bunnies in that game. I think they're able to come back in this spot. And then one more for me from the college hardwood. Uh, let's lay the five and a half with Richmond going into St. Louis. Uh, the Billikens, unfortunately, not very good this year. However, uh, this is an important game for the Richmond Spider. I don't love laying it on the road, but this is a St. Louis team that's coming off a win against George Washington, who is all the other bad team in the conference there. So they just got their big win. And Richmond needs this to hold on to the number one seat inside their conference. There's only three games left. They're only a half game ahead in that conference. So an important game for Richmond. And as weird as it sounds for a team that's 3-12 and 12 in conference, kind of a sleepy spot here for St. <laughs> Louis. Uh, so we'll lay the five and a half with Richmond as well. The Billikens, Spiders, Paladins, Catamounts, nothing better than some of these uh, some of these mascots. Uh, so you mentioned $2 to get into the Tulane game. We have a couple of favorites in the NHL that are over $2 tonight. Uh, yes. The Edmonton Oilers, minus 285, hosting the St. Louis Blues. Total in that one, six and a half. And then the first game of the evening, the Rangers, minus 245, hosting the Columbus Blue Jackets. Both of us, uh, like-minded, it appears in this one, laying the puck line with the Rangers here at an even money spot. Uh, revenge spot for New York in this one. They just lost to the Blue Jackets 4-2 on Sunday, but that might have been Columbus's best game of the season, Mike, and I don't think we're <laughs> going to get that kind of play again today. And the Rangers, we know prior to that, were on a 10-game win streak. They're playing some excellent hockey. Igor Shosturkin's going to be back in net tonight, so I just like everything coming up Rangers tonight. What were your thoughts? I, I agree with you. We get with Sturkin. We get the revenge spot. The Rangers also one of the best teams in the NHL at home. 20 and seven at home right now. Columbus nine and 13 on the road. It's a Rangers team that ripped off four straight wins by two or more goals prior to that loss to Columbus. I think they come back tonight and avenge it. I was surprised this was the shorter price of these two games that you mentioned, the $2 favorites. St. Louis taking on Edmonton. Uh, St. Louis has played well. They kind of hit the skids again. Uh, they fired their head coach, had a nice stretch. Now, not so good anymore. Specifically, goal scoring been an issue for them, but they did beat the Oilers five games back, six to three. I lean toward the over in that St. Louis and Edmonton game. Have not played that one yet, but I think six and a half, uh, a little bit low there. I made the number closer to seven. So if you want to play in that one, go over. I didn't bet it myself, but I do think that 
the Rangers deserve to be a bigger favorite than yeah. the Oilers tonight because the Rangers at home are just so much better of a team. And we have seen this Oilers team have letdowns every now and then. So I'd much rather lay the puck and a half or the goal and a half here with the Rangers tonight, get that plus 100 number. Yeah, I'm with you. And also speaking of totals, I kind of lean under in that game too. The total set at six and a half for that game as well. But Shesterkin looking at his numbers recently, six and zero in February, allowed just three goals his past three starts. And that's with 40 plus shots coming his way in each of those games. He's been kind of, for, for a season that hasn't been his best, he's gotten back to a little bit more of that Vesna caliber form. And so I, I think that this could be a lower scoring affair in general. I, I wouldn't be shocked if it is uh, specifically, you mentioned Shesterkin who's, who's seemed to come into his own and this is a Rangers team. I, I feel like people are kind of sleeping on Stormy. To me, they're they're one of the best teams, if not the best team out east right now this year. Um, and they're still not the favorite to win the conference. You're still still seeing the Boston Bruins as the favorite to win the conference here. So I, I'm pretty high on this Rangers team. I thought they played very good hockey down the stretch here. And if Shesterkin can come back, and you mentioned it, get to that Vesna form, and you have consistency throughout these later months of the season, this is a really dangerous Rangers team when we get into the playoffs. Yeah, and to your point, if the playoffs started today, it would be the Rangers as the top seed in the Eastern Conference because they have five more regulation wins than the Bruins do at this point. Uh, I, I'm excited because similar to what we talk about with the, with March Madness and kind of the volatility and anybody can win on any given day. Some of these, they call the Stanley Cup the hardest trophy in sports to win for a reason. It gets crazy down the stretch. I'm excited for playoffs right around the corner. Well, I'd look no further than your Knights last yeah, year. Exactly. I mean, they were they were left for dead for the majority of the season. You were able to get them as high as 15 to one. They get into the playoffs. They start streaking. People still didn't believe. I was a non-believer. I think I picked against them in the first two rounds. And then I I righted the ship there, Stormy. But uh, the, the, the NHL playoffs are just such a unique thing because momentum matters. Goaltending matters. And unlike a lot of other sports, one bounce of a puck can completely mm-hmm. change the outcome of a hockey game. And when you have that single bounce that can make the difference, it makes it just wildly up for grabs and it makes it a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, and I remember you coming on the show last year spouting those lies about my Golden Knights. <laughs> and a common theme I had to say is, why are you doing this to me? Uh, the Florida Panthers, by the way, who the Vegas Golden Knights beat last year in the Stanley Cup final, are the favorite right now to win it all at DraftKings. That's a wrap for today's edition of the Lombardi Line. Me and Mike Somich, though, back tomorrow, same time, same place. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 